Shawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black Hipster, where we talk about Black pop culture, gay pop culture, Black gay pop culture, and sometimes other shit. Hello, what darling. What up? What up? <laughs> Happy Saturday. Happy yes, yes, Saturday. sir. <laughs> I'm getting the weirdest feedback of my own voice. Everything else sounds perfect. And then I'm just hearing myself. Um, I'm hearing myself and it's weird, but it's all good. I hear you a little bit. I'm getting, I was at the beginning getting a little feedback from my own voice as well, but now it's gone. Oh, okay. Like well, uh, just for anybody that is unaware, we are doing this remotely because your boy Sandrick is out of New York. Yeah, so yeah. Um, we will resume filming back together again um, shortly, like Jesus and Miro. <laughs> Did you notice they're back? together yeah oh, I, like, I don't listen to them i, I don't know what... it's what it's watch them they have a, a tv show yeah they have a tv show and then i know i've seen i they, did they start from the radio mm, i don't not that i know of i oh, okay. first learned about them when they were on um vice with the same show and then it got canceled on vice but then um showtime picked it up Okay. Okay. See, I also yeah. don't have Showtime, so I don't. I, I know of them, and I've seen their commercials before. The two guys—they're from New York, right? They from the BX, baby, and yeah. they're hilarious. Oh, your favorite borough? Like, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the Bronx is burning right now. Um, it's kind of scary. Like the crime rates seem like really nuts right now, oh, but God. like the Bronx in particular also is just having a time. Really? I th- um, it, it, this was the most disturbing thing I think I've seen in forever. It was a guy getting gunned down in the street, ran and grabbed these two kids. And it wasn't, if you saw the film, he didn't really grab them to shield him. Mm-hmm. Um, but a little bit. And the kids almost got shot. And that was like, as much as like he pulled a coward-ass Nino Brown use a child to shield you from bullets. I understood his logic was probably, hey, if I run by these kids, he'll definitely stop shooting at me. But that is not what happened. The guy continued to chase him and shoot at him and got closer and closer even while he was holding on to those kids. What's wild to me is I don't think he even ever hit the guy. And he was legit like two feet away from him. And I'm like, if you shoot that badly, you don't need a gun. That's number one. Like, this is awful. But, like, really? You wouldn't even stop once he was with these kids? It was disgusting. And they showed it on the news. And they should, though, because people need to see that. And the kids are traumatized. Their parents were just like, you know, this is crazy. And I'm like, yo, I'm about to get up out of New York. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's happening. You know, they said, I was saw on the news that is happening across the country. Yeah, it's, just, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. There's a, and not even in the major cities. That is happening in the South. It's happening in smaller places. Um, it's, yeah, it's apparently everywhere. Rochester, New York is like super popping right now. Really? Yeah, like the crime is crazy out there. And I know that, excuse me, they said like in the summer, homicide, like murders and and crime and all that usually go up, tend to go up during mm-hmm. the summer. But, you know, they're calling it like some post-pandemic, I, I don't know, some some sort of phenomenon, not phenomenon, but issue. I don't know if it's because people have been pent up for the last summer and weren't able to get out. All to get out and commit crimes? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It, I mean, I heard in New York, like I'm, I was reading on CNN, that they said that the rates of... <clears throat> the rates of crimes are still lower than they were in the 90s in New York, but still, mm-hmm. like, they've been increasing uh, a, a lot. And it's causing some concern because especially with all the, the stuff that happened with defund the police, mm-hmm. and um, then because of that, you're thinking, defund the police, and now oh, all these crimes please. are going up, and then people are like, uh... Oh, Maybe not so much defund them? Yes, Re- yeah, still yeah. retrain them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, bullshit. And the police yeah. would love, I'm sure, 
for us to believe that that's what it is, but mm-hmm. I, it has absolutely nothing to do with that. Because first of all, no one actually defunded the police. Yes, um, no one did. And the yeah. crime is up. So if you guys legit, like, if you're a cop and you still have your job, then do your fucking job. Yeah. Like, you want to be sour and petty on the sideline. It's just like, well, then you, you're you just proving even more so that we don't need you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, like, because you're not doing your jobs anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, then let's replace the police with something better. <laughs> if you ain't going to, like, if you're going to be sour because, you know, a, a majority of police across this country are fucking racist and mm-hmm. kill black people. Let me not say a majority, but some. Yeah. yeah. Are racist and kill black people and we ain't having it. You want to be sour about that? Exactly. We have a right to not be having it. Yeah. yeah. People are so stupid. People are very stupid. Yes. <laughs> We came in hot today, huh? We we did, we did talk. <laughs> we started out the gate. We had some way more like chill stuff to talk about before we get to our main topic, which you know is, is interesting and is probably gonna have us a little hot too. Exactly, exactly. Before we get to that, though, can we please talk about Rihanna not getting into Barcade on St. Mark's? Tell me what what is Bruh. this about? Because oh my God. some dumbass bouncer who clearly was taking his job way too seriously, uh-huh. doorman, wouldn't let Rihanna into Barcade because she wouldn't show them ID. Mm-hmm. ID, <laughs> like, cause you don't know who Rihanna is. Like, uh, like. Uh, you know how old she is because exactly. it's Rihanna. Like, yeah, we, we know and she she's was with ASAP Rocky. Mm-hmm. They were with ASAP Rocky. Going to Barcade on St. Mark's. You should be so lucky, Barcade. <laughs> I said, oh, that guy got so fired. So fired. Oh, he so got fire. so fired so quickly. Like, I've... to the point that, like, like they probably going to put the APB out on him. Like, to, he's never going to be able to bounce. At any freaking bar ever again. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's good. That's good press. That's good. That's just a good look overall Yo, for Barcade. Just imagine if she would have just put one Instagram post up. Yeah, about like how they and yeah. with Boo at Barcade, the city's opening back up. This, that, or the third. What? Mm-hmm. People would have <laughs> wanted to. People like let's go to Barcade. That was probably it's Rihanna being there make cause other celebrities to be there. It's just that people want to be where Rihanna was. Right. But right. Also, going the enough. other way. Sorry. Yeah, so yeah. that would have been enough. Yeah, totally enough. And going the other way, it could have been horrible for them if he would have posted a comment that was negative. Uh, if she, I'm sorry, if she would have posted a comment about her negative experience getting carded at the door of Barkay, then that also could, that could have been very disastrous for their reputation. Well, it is. <laughs> and she didn't post it. It was on the news. Yeah, on the news. Which makes it even pop. worse. Like, it was like, bro, <laughs> I it's bad it enough. Was... Like, Rihanna, you know, just, it was all bad. But it was like, it hit the news. I haven't even looked at the shade room yet, but the shade room probably been picked that up. The shade room probably was in Barcade when it happened and had it up within seconds. Because they do not how they get shit up so quickly but yeah i'm like it was just dumb and did he I not just know who imagine. she is did someone that's interview I'm, that's what i'm saying it's just like don't act like you didn't know who rihanna was and at some point no one decided to intercept and be like oh no you're being crazy you're letting her in you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. like someone who worked there like came to the door to be like so sorry about the whatever come on in like oh. I, I'm, I'm, I don't believe in people throwing around the, do you know who I am? Yes. But, mm-hmm. bruh. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder, was it like, because ASAP Rocky was probably like, this is Rihanna. And then he probably was like, well, who the hell are you? <laughs> like, I don't, if he don't know. <laughs> He's like, I don't know who you are. You show me your ID. I don't know who ASAP Rocky is. And then uh, maybe, I wonder if there were people in the crowd, because I haven't seen any of the videos, yelling, that's Rihanna, that's Rihanna. And he'll probably, I don't care. Like, him thinking... I don't know, people dress up. It could be a drag queen. I don't know. I, I wonder what this video footage looks like. because Oh, I saw the footage. Did, and 
they're visibly annoyed. You can tell because at first I think she's just kind of like, what do you mean? Like, And he's like, I need, I need ID. And I'm sure she's kind of like, why would I ever carry ID? I'm Rihanna. Like, yes. what do you mean? Like, I don't know. Especially not to go to a fucking arcade bar. That is like, hilarious. I've been to the arcade. Mm-hmm. A- enough times usually the one in jersey city um I- oddly enough i was just joking to al the other day like oh we need to hit up barcade um and it's it's just it's a chill it's very chill it is a bar that has like old school arcade games mm-hmm. like mrs pac-man mario brothers tetris that type of shit mm-hmm. rihanna's like Come in there, let her in <laughs> on like a Wednesday night. Like, what the? Oh, like it was just dumb on so many levels. Like, he was trying to make a point, mm-hmm. and it's like, what, what exactly was the point that you were trying to make? Like, and this is these businesses talking about all this money they haven't gotten because of COVID and this, that, and the third. They're glad to be back open, and y'all still back on these dumb shenanigans, yeah. Yeah. This is this is when people be screaming racism and then folks be acting like we're tripping. But we're like, it's fucking Rihanna and she couldn't get into a barcade. That is like, and I was, That's a yeah. joke and it's racism. She they eventually were let in. I've I I've I, um I read that they were eventually let into the club. But of you're... course. They would have to be, but I'm just like, you ran the risk of her being like, fuck this place mm-hmm. and walking away. And then as she walked away, just going on live on Instagram and being like, hey, guys, I'm a barcade on St. Mark's Day, acting like they're not going to let me in instead of the third. There's crazy people out there that would have stormed over there and, and hit that place with a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you know, these fans be nuts. <laughs> they are. Uh, yes, they will get crazy. Yes. They get crazy. But that guy, I like, I like I hope he's fired. I hate to be that person, but I really do hope he's fired because I don't know what kind of point he was trying to make in being like, you're not special. We're not going to treat you any differently than we treat anybody else. You need ID to get in here. My only thing is, yeah, I, I think that needs to happen if it was, if he did not, know, if he genuinely did not know who she was, then to me, that's just funny because it's. Then it's like, okay, it's understandable. She comes up there with ID. And he's like, I don't know who you are. And then she, her hair was a little... I mean, her hair is always different. But she mm-hmm. had, like, this interesting, like, hair on, which a wig, which didn't also look like real hair. It was, like, wigs that the drag queens and stuff wear. So maybe he... You really went there? No, because it was kind of like a... The wig was looked like a, a cartoon wig. Like, the hair was wavy, <laughs> like, cartoon kind of. That's okay. what it looked like. that's no shade at all that's what she was she experiments and she has fun so it's just like and it's nothing wrong with a a woman taking like elements from that i've seen traditionally on drag queens there's nothing wrong with that or is it a hat i couldn't tell what that was on a hat but it definitely isn't hair any of that have to do with him not letting her in though (laughs) no what any of that has what that has to do with it's more to me it's more um evidence that he probably had no idea who she was that he was just like, I, I don't know who you are. You don't look like her. I don't know. If he didn't, if he doesn't know who, who she is. Yeah. He's also this, listen, that is very well possible. I don't know what this bouncer listens to. This white bouncer mm-hmm. who is outside of this club. We don't know what his music tastes are. He's plugged into pop culture. I know that in certain, certain instances, if there are big stars, that pe- I mean, Rihanna's huge. If there are certain people, <laughs> if we're sitting at a place, and she comes, if certain artist comes in, Josh is not going to know who that person is. He's like, I don't know who that person is. Because he's not plugged into that. It, into that. And that might be the case with this bouncer. I hope that guy got fired. Nothing. It, no, if, if he was... <laughs> like, Casey, after... taking your job way too seriously. <laughs> like, you take IDs at a bar, like, and I get that, you know. But it's also, like, a bar that's an arcade. It doesn't. To me, that has nothing to do with it. We've gone to places, and if you don't have your ID in New York, they're not going to let you in. I know. And sometimes I'll be like, fuck you, doorman. You're taking your job too seriously. Well, <laughs> and I'm not Rihanna. Yeah, I know. But that's like the first thing. If you don't have your ID, then there's no reason why they should let you in. They should be like, okay, you can, they can get fired if, they, if you're caught with... Uh, 
a drink in your hand and you're underage or they can get fined. So it's like, well, that's the first thing off the bat. No, the bouncer should. That's his job. You shouldn't be letting if you're under, if you're not above age or at that age. That's the first thing. Or if you don't have ID, then you can't come in because he's probably thinking, who doesn't carry their ID? But all, I'm just thinking they probably the had ladies. guards. They're celebrities <laughs> and they probably had bodyguards. Of people course with they them. did. So I, I just don't understand why no one else stepped in. But, you know. I haven't seen the whole video. <laughs> it was it's pretty funny though. But it like made its way to the news. I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Um remember when um they wouldn't let Michael B. Jordan into that party? Diddy threw a party oh, this was yes. years ago. I do, yeah. Um this is pre-Black Panther and whatever, but he was still Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. And they was really playing him hard. Like to the point like Diddy came out and was like, yo, let my man in. And then they still were like, nah, we're at capacity. He can't come in. And like, I did he to the party and told them to let him in? And it was like, did somebody just had a vendetta against him? Like, somebody girlfriend left him for him or something? Like, because <laughs> legit, like, they were being ridiculous. And him just being the cool dude he is, he was just like, it's all good. And he walked away. Yes. Because, like, ain't that. nobody beasting again in no damn party. Relax. I remember that, but. I think it's hilarious. I I remember hearing about this, but also, yeah, it's like me coming out and me saying like, I'm, you know, I'm Diddy. Listen, it's my party. But the venue being like, yo, homie, you at capacity. You can't have nobody or somebody got to leave. And he'll be like, what else am I going to do? I like like that. Find a random person at party and throw them out. If you're going to do that, (laughs) yes. Like, Isn't that funny? Come in. Like you I'm like, go to like she's not famous. I think she's on like YouTube. She gotta go. Yes, I like you. <laughs> that's when you go to like one of your family members. You're like, yo, listen, I'm sorry, my cousin. You gotta go because we gotta let Michael B. Jordan in here. You you know you free to come to any other party, but I got I need you to go. I'll pay for your drinks at the bar. Go go to another place. Have a You're good like, time. Yo. Here's a hundred dollars. Get yourself a bottle of Moet outside, and I'm gonna take you to Spago for lunch tomorrow. How about that? Exactly. Because <laughs> you know there's family up at that party having a good time. Hell yeah. Like, that's what they gotta the take care of. Absolutely yes. nothing. Nothing. <laughs> we dead ass wrong. Listen, dead ass wrong. That's what. That's how it's gonna be. Um. So we also. I have like so much stuff here that we need to talk about. The New York City mayoral primary happened. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, (laughs) Beyonce um, is dropping Ivy Park Swim. Yes. Um, I don't know when the release date is, but I'm like, baby girl, it's it's damn near July. Yeah. You think you want to drop swimming like April? (laughs) (laughs) I know, pre summer, so we can get prepared (laughs) for that. But like, I get that, like, you know, it's going to sell out in, like, a freaking uh, Telfar bag, but, girl, like, people yeah. still got to get it, wear it, and folks still got that COVID-19, so. Exactly. You know. It, it is interesting. Hold on. I'm trying to see when this is coming. Oh, it's launching on July 22nd. Oh, my God. Okay, so, end of the summer, basically. Yeah, we're going we gonna to have a good month to swim in that. <laughs> I mean, Really? Yo, she's, I wonder, she, she's probably banking on the, um, like, the traveling crowd. You know what I'm saying? Like, people who travel is opening up. She's probably hoping people are going to buy this. They're going to be on the beach in these various locations showcasing their new Ivy Park. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but, I mean, this is, like, past July 4th. Yeah, like, the big just... holidays. Yeah, the only one left is, is Labor Day weekend. No, Labor Day weekend's post-summer. It's officially yeah. post summer, unofficially post. Well, yeah, I mean, it's still summer. And it's still summer. It's still technically summer, and the weather still be warm. Yeah. It's usually the marker of like the unofficial yeah, fall the unofficial. season starting at work and school and all that other. Yeah, shit. but you know, the last two years, if I'm not mistaken, definitely last year, and I think the year before that, it was like September first. Bam, the weather was like seventy degrees, sixty degrees <laughs> at night. It changed. <laughs> it just. <laughs> It's like New York has not been playing as soon as September. I remember when we when I first moved here, it was hot and muggy into September. I'm, I remember last year, think knowing, recognizing that as soon as September hit, it was no more like nice weather. And then one year, I think we had no, that's to, true. It, no, the humidity, no, it was 
chilly. It wasn't 90, 80 Dude, degrees anymore. I know that that's not true for the simple fact that I got married in September after the first, and it was like 77 degrees that day. It was yeah, gorgeous. It was, it was nice. That was one day. That was one day. I remember. And I was like, the weather changed when it happened in September. And I remember one year we went to Connecticut. And oh, um, yeah. we went to that house. Cold. And that was at the top of September, too. And it was cold. Yeah, it was at the top of September. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we all had off. And we were going to get in that pool. And it was freezing. We wore shorts. <laughs> but I'm like, the weather was changing. It was like, it was chilly at night. It was like, oh, no. It is yeah, cold. it was chilly. I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I guess. Do you like anything? If you want to wear your Ivy Park uh in September, you better be someplace warm, not in New York, because New York apparently ain't having it. With have you? Have you? Do you own anything, Ivy Park? Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> yeah, I know it's. I mean, out. stuff sells out in seconds. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm not. I'm not one of the cool kids in that regard. Yeah, I'm not decent. I've seen a couple of people on the streets wearing them. Like, I've run across one or two people wearing it. Because when she shows them in the ads, a lot of it in the past has seemed very, like, unwear. It's just like, Unwearable. who am I going to wear this to? It's, yeah, yeah. The, it's like a, a, a bodysuit, a jumpsuit with, like, one pant leg, the other side of the leotard. It's like, mm, I am not that girl. Like, no, it's... <laughs> You got to be in and out of a car in that kind exactly. of an outfit. And yes, exactly. I'll be in and out of a car, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I wanted to address something before we get into our main topic. Wow. I was thinking about our last episode. We were talking about um, the drinking and all of that. And I was thinking, did I give people the impression that I was saying that um, people who had money were more likely to be alcoholics because they have nothing else to do. And I was like, I, I can see how somebody could have gathered that from what I was talking about the story about my friend um, mm-hmm. saying that my ex who came from money, um, like, yeah, he was an alcoholic because she was essentially kind of saying that, yeah, like not just, oh, he didn't have anything to do, but that, you know, yeah, he's wealthy. He has access and, um, the the repercussions and the consequences aren't the same for him. Mm-hmm. So he's been allowed to indulge in that way, in a way that people who are poor and people who don't come from money might be sort of like stopped and course course corrected. Yeah. Um, that was the point of my story. Um, okay. And I was saying I wasn't surprised when we were talking about the survey of the study, the research showed that Uh, it was people who had more money and who had more like generational wealth were more um, like not more prone to being alcoholics because I don't that's not true and I don't think that's what it was saying but it was just showing that they drank more and I was like yeah that's Mm -hmm. an access thing yeah (laughs) like that's not surprising so Mm -hmm. you know just for anybody that was wondering yeah I think anybody is prone to be an alcoholic like yeah. any walks of life like alcoholics can come from poor families rich families it doesn't matter like alcoholism exactly. it is a sickness and I don't know how people get that sickness I don't even know if they 100% know from the research mm-hmm. but anybody can be an alcoholic but I do think that there's a difference in like the kind of access that people have and then like I said like the the allowance um the being allowed to like overindulge in alcohol and not have the same types of consequences. Yeah. Um, have people cover up <laughs> the the issues and things. Um, I was literally having this conversation with my husband the other day. This is why this, this came to my mind um, about someone he knows. This, um, this guy's daughter, she was an alcoholic and she had, she had done a lot of really like fucked up things mm-hmm. in her alcoholism. Um, and they just kept cleaning it up, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, she get arrested, they clean it up and things like that. And then and finally she killed someone with her car. Oh my god. And yeah. And and it was kind of like people were looking at the family like this girl has had this problem for a really long time. And instead of like forcing her to get help 
you guys just kept cleaning it up and mm-hmm. kept fixing it every time she did something wrong until she ultimately did something that like you can't clean this up. Oh, and like now she's in prison. Oh, <laughs> like, but someone's also dead. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Like that access and that being allowed to continue in a certain way and having your family just sort of clean it up and um yeah, just not the the consequences not being the same. Mm-hmm. Um and so the stakes just not being as high for them to have to like change their behavior and get it together. But anyway, this episode ain't about that. Um <laughs> it's about hodgepodge of things, clearly. Yes, but yes. Also, can we please talk about reparations? And now reparations. Yeah, <laughs> reparations. Before you stop listening. Not how you think we're about to talk about reparations. And I hate to be the one, but this shit is funny. (laughs) I think this is really freaking funny. Um, If you want to go ahead and talk about this article that you found. Well, yes. So um, it's Pride Month. Yay, Pride. And um, I think this is the, oh, it's like June 26th um, today. So this is like. Yeah, Pride is. Pretty much is winding down. Yeah, I think we're. I don't know if they're having the big parade in New York um, because of COVID. No, I think they are. They and this, are. Yes, they are. And remember, one of the. Um, I know that they are because they pretty much banned police, police. From marching in the mm-hmm. parade, yes. and that was a big issue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even if you're gay, even if you're gay, it's, right. it's like all police. Right. And so, I mean, that's touching on what we're talking about in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have Pride events throughout June, and there's various different events. So this one group um, called, let me get their name. Um, they're, they're more open for, like, trans people and gay people of color mm-hmm. in the city of Seattle. And um, they are having an event that's taking place, like, in the Jimi Hendrick Park, I think this Saturday. And they will bar white people unless they pay reparations. And um, meaning... Well, I think it needs a little more context. It was a me, fee. It they, was, like, a yeah. scale fee. Yes. Or, they were considering it reparations. They were yes. only charging it to white people. Yes. And they were also redistributing that money towards I think it was like the trans um black and brown um creatives and yes. artists and the performers and stuff. Yes. So let me yes, yes, you're you're right, because you know you the reporter, you know how to tell a story. So <laughs> organize oh, yes, context. context. Is everything. If you just say, well they were having an event, they were charging white people reparations, it's like, okay, that so, would make a flag go up for some people. Yes. So what they call it is organizers of the black exclusive event coined take Black Pride. So, you know, we have that Black Pride. Take Black Pride. Mm-hmm. Advertise that white allies and accomplices. I find accomplices very hilarious. Yes. White allies <laughs> and accomplices are welcome to attend, but will be charged a ten to fifty dollar reparations fee, and given a wristband as proof of payment. The ad suggested that the funds raised will go towards subsidizing Black and Brown, trans and queer members, as well as performers at the parade. So. Another pri- another group that's a part of this whole like pride collective, the event um, organization, heard got wind of this and they got upset. So they wrote something to um, this um, the city council, basically mm-hmm. telling them that you know this is crazy, that you know this is all um, discriminant discrimination, reverse they discrimination, it reverse race, reverse yes. And so what was interesting, though, is that they had um, a city council, a city council president and a mayor, a mayor, a mayoral candidate withdraw from the Capitol High, Capitol Hill Pride festivities because they're just like they will no longer be attending these um, um, activities because this one group has a problem with. Well, what she says was, however, I simply cannot support an organization that is trying to stop black people in the LGBTQ plus community from celebrating pride in the manner that they chose. So I think think you were very clear about that. So Capitol Hill is the the white organization that wrote the letter. Yes. Capitol Hill Pride. Mm -hmm. They are the ones who wrote the letter to the Seattle Human Rights Commission after Mm -hmm. learning that this organization the black, um, black organization. The black organization. Was throwing themselves and taking black pride. Pride. Yes. <laughs> and so I think they were surprised at this, mm-hmm. um, at the response. Oh, of, of course. Some of the they thought they were going to get 
backed up on that. Yes. And they just withdrew from there. They withdrew from attending Capitol Hill Pride's festivals. Yep. They don't want to be involved in it because they feel like, okay, they have to recognize, they have to educate themselves. I- I'm trying to get the, I'm going through the article now, trying to get all of the quotes. Mm-hmm. But simply what they were saying was that you have Capitol Hill Pride, those people involved in that, you have to understand and educate yourself why a part of the reason they're throwing this event is because some of these people don't feel safe at all of the 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 Capitol Hill Pride events. They don't. Mm-hmm. They feel like they need to have their separate community. They need to have uh, a group of people that's just them and inclusive for everyone. And that's obviously not happening at the Pride events that you have traditionally been throwing. Right. And and um, we always have. Yes. And mm-hmm. we've always. And I'm saying we as black people, um, we've also always been open to letting other people just come to our events, which Mm -hmm. disturbs and disrupts the safe space. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. once um, you open it up to everyone, then it becomes less just our event where we can just be open to talk about things. So I understand them being like, guess what? If you're not black, you want to come to this event, then yeah, then you're going to help subsidize the cost of this event. Because <laughs> no, because that's us as this organization putting on this event. We're paying for this. Yeah, And it's mm-hmm. supposed to be an event meant for black and brown people. Yeah. So once we're opening it up to everybody, that's more money that we have to spend to now throw an event for everyone else. Yeah, That's yeah. not okay. Yeah. And, and, and the thing that makes it different is the fact that it's a marginalized community and people who feel, if they're saying that they don't feel safe, for reasons that aren't made up, for reasons that we can all understand, then why can't they have a sort of space that is for them? And they aren't saying that you can't come, but they're also saying that if you want to come and be a part of this, recognize that this is a disenfranchised community, that they need support financially. Right. You, help, you put money towards that. And, I can, I, and apparently this is not the first time that they've done this. I think that they've had this before, but this is the first time that it's it's become an issue. That's when white people. people got wind of it and was mm-hmm. like, "Oh no!" Yeah, because it's kind of like, in a sense, it's like if we, if there's an event for kids who are handicapped, and it's just like, listen, you come in and you show, or you not even show approve, but it's like you're handicapped, you're a handicapable person. You come and you be a part of the first these festivities, able-bodied people. So that they can have this and they can enjoy this and be in a space where people are have similar backgrounds, you have to contribute towards that. And I, I don't, don't think, think anyone would argue yeah, with it. I don't think anyone would argue. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. No one's gonna come and be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm you know I'm not in a wheelchair or you know I'm not on the spectrum and you know I, it's crazy and insane that I have to pay for this. They can come to my event for free." Like, oh well. my god! Yes, be like they they can come to your event. And you don't have ramps. <laughs> exactly. You don't have like ADA bathrooms. Yes. Like, yes. It's crazy to me how when we start talking about race, that's when things become an issue. Because exactly the example that you gave. It's perfect. It's, it's literally apples to apples. Yeah. And like, no one will argue with that. And then mm-hmm. think about it in the same regard if it was women. Mm-hmm. And if it was like this all women's event and it was like men are open to come, but they have to pay a cover charge. Yeah. That happens all the time. Yeah. That women are able to get into things free and men have to pay. Exactly. That's like a, it's, a, it's a constant. It's a it's common a constant. thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. no one argues about it. Yeah. Maybe a couple guys here and they gripe about it, but they pay it and they they want to be in yes. so it's interesting that the second we put it in the context of race it's now a problem and especially mind you it's race when black people are like nope this reparations mm-hmm. yeah and i yeah. think that's part of the controversy it's the calling it reparations i agree but yeah. at the same time that's the only i guess language you can use mm-hmm. to explain it because if you don't call it reparations and you just say, well, white people, y'all got to pay. Black people, you straight. Mm-hmm. It, it would be just as controversial. Oh, my and, gosh. And they would have no context or understanding. Yeah. Whereas it's like, well, we know what reparations is. <laughs> and, 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 and even more so, like what you're saying, I agree. Even more, if they did not use that word reparations, it would be more controversial because people... I'll just white people would just see that and they go, mm-hmm. I have to pay for this because I'm white. And, mm-hmm. and there are some white people who would see the word reparations, they'd be like, Okay, I'ma just I will pay it. I, I will go in and I will have a good time. I will pay it. 
But if it wasn't there, then they would it would be more who would have a problem with it. And mm-hmm. and, and 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 we talked about this before. Yeah, exactly to your point. Why is it like it's a thing when they when it's raised? Then it's like I don't understand. Then it's like all the logic, all the 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 sort of willingness to understand is gone out the window. Where if it's sexism, where if it's ageism, where if it's um, homophobia, whereas any of the other issues, social issues that people ha- uh, people come up against, it seems like they're ready and willing to listen. And people don't instantly get upset about that word. You know, you talk about sex and no one's like, most people, some men are crazy, <laughs> but they aren't instantly good. It's just like an instant attitude. It's an instant defensiveness. And I think more so it pro- it's, it's affected more people because these are two pride events. This isn't just, this is a gay issue in particular like it's gay people of color and then gay white people so the gay white people come in and they're like well we're also a a, a minority we're also a group that's disenfranchised so Mm -hmm. why are you trying to separate us even further we want to be inclusive and we want to just join with you we should we're stronger together and they don't realize how the structures (laughs) are very much white and very much male Mm -hmm. and and other people are erased in that and Mm -hmm. It's really, really interesting. It, and they, that's, that's also failing to acknowledge that within your uh, marginalized group, there are people who are more marginalized and more disenfranchised. Yeah. And for you to want them to sort of put that and that part of their identity to the side to just be a one identity with you guys, that's the bullshit. That's like telling black women, well, we're black people. Mm-hmm. And you need not be worried about these women's issues. Yeah. We need to just be worried about black people's issues. And it's like, well, that's not how that works. Because yeah. when I leave my house, the first two things that I am, and they happen synonymously, are black and woman. Yeah. <laughs> like neither of those things trumps the other. <laughs> they go hand in hand. And yeah. Yeah. They don't get set to the side. So the same way my blackness is. A, a major part of my identity, so is my being a woman. Yeah. So you asking me to not do that is a problem. So you asking me to my blackness to be put to the side for my gayness, mm-hmm. you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty much where I stand on that because that's some bullshit. And it also, you know, like, to, yeah, that is exactly right. And I'm all, it, you, what you were saying also made me think about the fact that this is a group of people read and people know that people of color um, systemically are barred from certain things. And sometimes they aren't, we talk about, you know, what is it, wealth and stuff, and they don't have access to those things. It's sometimes. And, you know, and then the trans community, the gay community in general, people are getting kicked out of their homes, but their families don't accept them. They're pushed out on the streets. And that happens to trans people and then they are mm-hmm. to black and queer people and we don't have those resources and don't sometimes. have the resources so it's just like that I don't, yeah they, 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 and then they didn't come from money so it's like they don't have anything to fall back on so why wouldn't you want to help this vulnerable community then also they're just it's the racism but also the privilege of just wealth the socioeconomic mm-hmm. portion which they are not paying attention to either <clears throat> it's like well no some not all white people are rich not all white people are wealthy but it's just like listen we know in this country there that the the wealth gap between people of color and white people is just extreme so you should also recognize that these people need that money they need they want to attend other prize events help subsidize that take fun take have fun at pride but also give back a little bit you know to your people who are part of your own group and i i it's, it's funny how they don't see that too and you know it would have been funny if they would have thrown the event mm-hmm. and didn't make any announcement about that the fee or whatever, and then just charged white people and didn't charge black people, black and brown people. Like, oh, like just like two people get to the door, one of them's black, they're like, you good, bro, go in. And then this like white guy comes and they're like, that'll be $25. <laughs> and then like if he would have complained and been like, wait a minute, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. And then it's been like, mind your business. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm wondering, like, what they like, like if you if they had the opportunity to explain it to every white person that came to the door and just been like, well, this is what we're doing, mm-hmm. and if the white people would have got it and been like, oh, okay, I 
you know, because then, you know, it would have been a situation similar to Rihanna and Asa Rock. Somebody would have got on their, their phone, started recording that, put mm-hmm. it on Twitter, put it on social media, and mm-hmm. it would have blown up. And it would have been even worse. It's, it's, I actually think it's a good idea. I think it's smart to, 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 to create these. It's a way to generate funds or at least saying that you're, I mean, every, when you go into the club, your drinks are not free. But everyone who goes to a club is not drinking a drink or whatever. So it's just like, it's a good way to continue to, to help your community, to people who are involved in your community. If you're going to these events and different people, you have to pay, I think. Well, because this is the part that the white privileged, entitled people who wrote this letter are missing. They are trying to balance the equity, mm-hmm. right? Again, we talk about like equity versus equality. Equality doesn't exist in this country. Yeah. But what we can try to do is get some sort of equity balance. Yeah. And so that's essentially what they're saying, right? We're not all equal. I always talk about this with like um, my direct reports where everyone wants to be treated fairly. And I'm like, but let me be very clear. Mm-hmm. I treat everybody fairly, but that doesn't mean treating everyone the same. Mm-hmm. That's not what fairness is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but people get this idea in their head that that's what fairness is. Fairness is treating everybody exactly the same. Yeah. And I'm like, but everyone isn't equal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if I'm treating everyone the same, that's actually not fair. Mm-hmm. If I'm not taking into account that this girl uh, comes all the way from the Bronx, mm-hmm. um, you know, on a two hour commute and like, has to drop her daughter off. And if she's five minutes late, I'm treating her the same as the girl who lives upstairs from the facility and she's five minutes late. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. Like you have to take into account where people's starting points are. Exactly. And when you don't, that's the complete opposite of fairness and equality. Mm -hmm. So what they're trying to do is in a monetary way, balance that out. Yeah. And that's the part that the folks who are mad about it are missing. But that's typically what happens when you're not on the other end of of that when you're not the one that usually doesn't have um you probably don't see it and recognize it i agree i agree yeah you said that once when we were outside somewhere and i thought that was interesting you know what is it um equality doesn't always um mean fairness you know it it is so true it's so true and i was just like i i saw it in an article later after you said it and they had a, like a picture, a diagram. And I'm like, this is exactly what y'all said when we were outside. Because, yeah, when you think of that, yeah, it's like you have to take into account other people's issues. Like you have dyslexia, you're taking a test. It's like, well, he can't help, he or she can't help that. It's like they're in a wheelchair. It's just like, well, we have a store opening or we have a club. There's no ramp for them. It's just like, well, there's still an open doorway for them to enter through. It's like, but he can't, they can't walk. So and how again, are they going to, yeah. And again, like you said, but those points would it would be brought up and folks would see it. If you, mm-hmm. like people actually get more time on exams if it turns out that they have learning disabilities yes. and things. They mm-hmm. do. Yeah. But nobody gives black kids more time for exams because they're like, yeah, like my, you know, my mom's sick. She got diabetes and she can't work and I got three jobs because we need to keep a roof over our heads. Yes. Nobody oh. gives that kid extra time Nobody on does. his exams. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it, it's something to note. And mm-hmm. the I think the disgust comes in for us when there's a group that recognizes that and they're trying to do something about it and another group is coming in and trying to stop them. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because they just don't get it. So mm-hmm. they're mad. <laughs> exactly. It and it's a... sorry, not to cut you off, but it's it's also a matter of you want to crash our shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you are mad because we're like, yo, if you want to crash our shit, you're gonna have to pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause that's essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. This party wasn't particularly put together for you. It's put together for a specific group and for all the reasons that you were talking about, because they can't go to these other events and feel safe. And you want to be a part of their shit, but you also think that you should just have access to that. Mm -hmm. That's the other shit. Just feeling like you always have access to us, always have access to our bodies and our being and our culture. And you Mm -hmm. don't. Ooh, they got me hot today. Yeah, I'm like, you're getting a little hot. Yes, cool down. Because that's that's also what it is, too, is this always wanting to have access to us. Mm -hmm. The second black people be like, no, this is just for us. 
and then it's good and we're thriving. Why is everybody mad? Yeah, yeah. It's it, in spite of the holding us back. Yeah, it 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 makes me think of, you know, I've been mentioning this. I had nausea about the Tulsa and all those different mm-hmm. places where black people were like, listen, let's start even taking it to the Black Panthers and stuff. How they were like, let's try to keep create wealth and keep wealth in our own spaces and because outside they're not trying to help us so how can we protect ourselves how can we you know fund our own schools to have books and to have teachers who care about them and who are teaching them things that reflect who they are they were trying to do those things and they and they, we weren't messing with anybody we weren't causing any trouble but other people looking in were like nah son not the, not the they got too people. much not, they got too much and then they came in and destroyed that because it's like they felt what is the word, uh, uh, threatened by that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, leave people be. They ain't trying to bother you, but they know the type of human beings they are. And right. they got scared of that, that power. People are. You know crazy. the craziest part about Tulsa is, though? Right. It wasn't that this Black community was just like, oh, we need to build something up for ourselves and thrive. This was during Jim Crow era, mm-hmm. and it was that Oklahoma had basically become part of the union and then became a Jim Crow state. So they tried to fight against it and it still passed, which basically meant that quote unquote separate but equal was legal. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't even a matter of the black people had just decided like, well, this is just for us and we keep this for ourselves. It was that the white people had decided that the black people couldn't participate in anything of theirs. Yeah, And basically said, you can only have your colored people shit. Mm-hmm. So then the black people being as dope and innovative and smart and creative as we are was like, all right, well, this our little town and we're going to make it and it's going to be fly and we're going to have our own little black Wall Street and they had yeah. doctors and lawyers and whatever. It was a matter of they kept us out no, yeah. of, of whatever they had going on in society. So we were forced to create our own and just black people are dope. So it was dope. Mm-hmm. And then they was mad. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I meant actually by the all of that because they couldn't, they wouldn't provide mm-hmm. any of those things for them. So, but it's not like they could just gonna wither and die. It's like, listen, we're gonna have to create right. our own things because you aren't not giving us what we need to this country, this state that is supposed to be, you know, totes, you know, equal equality and all that. That was not happening. So the thing that pisses me off the most with this whole let's get mad every time it's about race and black people bring up race is the fact that like we were talking about you make this comparison to like people who have um, disabilities and people who don't have disabilities mm-hmm. men to women and those different entitlements and privileges and then we talk about race and people are like all aghast mm-hmm. and I'm like yo we talk about race so much. That's the thing that we have the most freaking information about. Yeah. And the things that happened in this country, yeah. like all the history and the information, it's there. Mm-hmm. There's even less information, I think, um, especially like wide known, um, about disabilities and things like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas we're, we're, we'll make those concessions quickly. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, that's wild to me because we have so much information mm-hmm. about the history of black people in this country and what has happened to black people in this country um, that like the, the fact that people still want to argue against it and push yeah. back against it. It's insulting yeah. and it's tired and mm-hmm. it's old. They yeah. put up two uh, monuments of George Floyd and within 24 hours of them statues being up they were defaced. Yeah. If that's not proof enough, like, and it's still happening. So it's just like, oh man, like the fact that you would even fix your lips to say that you don't think that black people are deserved any kind of reparations. It's it's enough for me to call you a racist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, they have now, I mean, to your point, excuse me, those, um, issues with the George Floyd, um, um, statues being vandalized, people mm-hmm. who were very much against Juneteenth becoming a holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, now they have, there have been a lot of press and um, coverage on um, parent-teacher conferences where, you know, the parents are very upset now that the students are trying to change the curriculums in school to teach the kids about uh, white privilege and privilege mm-hmm. in this country in general. And they're trying to 
figure out what's the right age. And parents are like, well, I don't want my kids, you know, my seven or eight-year-olds thinking that being white automatically makes them racist. Or, you know, I don't want my kids to th- feel like they should be ashamed that they are white. And all oh, of these things. And people like it. I mean, there have been some heated debates in these in these teacher parent like school council meetings oh, where sure. people are getting upset. People are yelling. You know, people are like physically getting up in each other's faces because <laughs> it's so much. It, 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 and I can understand having a kid and, and wanting to be hands on. I wanted to be involved as much as possible when the curriculum is changing. But it's like, listen, you have to be. I just don't understand why people are so unaware that they feel like it's going to harm their kid to know about like white privilege. It's like, when you know, uh, when we're in America, we know, we learn about what the wars and, and things that our countries have done. Well, that's the problem. That's probably the problem. The slant that is taught to us is much different, you know, than it is to go to another country. (laughs) Issue is that, listen, any not white kid learns about white privilege um, in the school of hard knocks of nowhere else. Mm-hmm. So the problem is that white kids don't learn about white privilege ever at all. Yeah. And mm-hmm. their parents would like to keep it that way. Yeah. Their parents are also part of the problem and they're mm-hmm. the ones that have created the country that we now live in. Yeah. So of course they don't want to put a mirror up to themselves. Yeah. They don't want their children coming home and challenging the way that they live. Mm-hmm. And being like, dad and mom, why are we like this? And why are we doing this? And why do you do this? Or, oh, you work for the devil. They don't, they don't want their kids finding out. They don't yeah. want their kids realizing that they are the reason why this country is the way it is. Yeah. Um, they will fight tooth and nail to prevent that from happening. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to Nice White Parents, um, New York Times podcast. It's a very short, I think it's maybe six episodes, um, wow. mini-series about exactly this. About exactly. I've heard about not, it. Was yeah, it? and it's not about like teaching white kids um, about whiteness in school, um, but it's interesting. Isn't it just about like what, um, like the things that you would hear from quote-unquote liberal, nice white people, right? Isn't that kind of what it's about? No, it starts really as a case study about this one particular school and how it was basically on the failing schools list. Mm -hmm. Um, It's in like Cobble Hill. And is it Cobble Hill? It's like Red Hook. One of those. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's basically about how the school was on this like failing schools list when it was mostly just kids of color until these white parents come in and basically take over the PTA, start recruiting white kids, and then it, it changes everything about basically the school um, people now want. And it's middle school, which apparently it's like a crazy thing trying to get your kid into middle school um, in, in New York. And it starts with just that school, but it's kind of a bro- the broader context of like, how the kids of color still get left behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even within that school, and it's, it's, it starts with they create this like dual language program for French. So all these white parents are like, yeah, we want our kids in that. That would be cool. So all these white parents now want to get into the school. It starts getting super competitive. And then they do bring resources and things to the school, but then they reserve them just for that quote unquote program. So only the white kids get to benefit from it. Oh, okay. And they're just like, hold up, because all the other parents, you know, the the black and Latino parents that have been working on the PTA are like, wait a minute, how 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 did this happen? Like, how does this work? But then it also turns out that within that school building, there is a um, success academy charter school, mm-hmm. which is its own case study <laughs> um, in itself. But it's just really interesting to kind of listen to this real account of these white parents just coming in and taking over their school that used to be mostly students of color and making it for their kids what they needed it to be and still none of that like wealth and and resources or anything trickles into the students of color oh i see just to sum it up yes no no thank you for summing that up i just i will subscribe to this serial to see, um, to this podcast, actually, to hear that. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, I love listening to stuff like that, but it equally makes me really pissed off. Yeah. It makes yeah. me really angry. 
And yeah, I'm just like, when I read stuff like this, where I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So this was a bunch of black and brown people trying to throw an event for themselves. A bunch of white people were mad because the only way that they could attend was if they had to pay for it. And that's it. <laughs> what? What are you mad about? And it, it, it simply could have been, to, to me, it also, the shock of like the fact that they were upset was, it also was advertised that it was going to, they were going to use that money to subsidize, mm-hmm. you know, the attendance of events for these queer brown people, whatever they were going to subsidize it for. So it's just like, <laughs> if I got upset, like, hold up, they pay money, but I'm not. And then I read, it's going to subsidize whatever it is for queer and brown, you know, queer trans people. I go, oh, okay. I understand that because we've heard in the news how queer, brown and trans people have been kicked. You know, they're going through issues that we are not are. It's just, I, I, you know, the socioeconomic structure in our country. So I will go, okay, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. I'm going to let it go. That to me is why wouldn't you let it go when you saw that part? Is, because is that... entitlement and privilege is something else. <laughs> it is something else. Oh my gosh! Well, what, well, what are you? So we, what are you doing that you're gonna to relax, darling, from hearing all this horrible news? Are you doing anything for yourself? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this: I have a four-day weekend next weekend, ah. which is awesome. Yeah, but I was really worried because I had a COVID scare. <laughs> oh my gosh! How, so what do you we, mean? Um, so I ran into a friend, super randomly. For like 10 minutes or so. Like we literally were like both going to the train station. And I'm like, oh, hey, 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 what are you doing here? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we chat for like two minutes outside the train station with our masks off because we were outside. And then we put our mask on. We went down to the train. And I'm like, oh, let's link up this weekend or whatever. So I reached out yesterday. Like, what do you want to do tomorrow? He's like, oh, I've actually been feeling really sick had like body aches and chills and just, I don't know. He's like, I think I've just been drinking too much. Um, but you know, I need to chill. And then he texted me last night and was like, I got a positive COVID test. Oh God. And I'm like, wait, are you not vaccinated? He's like, I've been vaccinated. Oh. I'm like, Oh Lord. So I had to go run and get a, um, a test, but I did a, they just did a rapid test. They didn't, feel like I needed the PCR based on the um co- the situation. Yeah. And yeah. they were like within seconds it was already reading negative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, we'll give it the full 30 minutes, but we're pretty sure it's negative and you are fine if you're not feeling any symptoms. I'm like, no, nah, I feel fine. Girl. So it came back negative and I was like, do you know how mad oh my God. I was about to be if <laughs> I legit didn't get COVID this whole time mm-hmm. when she was out there lurking like a son of a bitch, was careful, was doing all the things, didn't get COVID. And then I get that shit after I get vaccinated, like fully vaccinated. Yeah. Out, I'm in the clear of the two weeks and then get COVID. On top of that, I have a four-day weekend next week. <laughs> yeah, I would be pissed. I and then be. I have a trip to Florida, like two weeks after that. Oh, I would be <laughs> superbly mad so now i'm like i'm not going anywhere <laughs> i'm staying in my house for the rest of my life and i'm just out wearing my mask everywhere i'm not taking it off i don't care like, you gotta do that listen that's great and when you go yeah when you go to we were in florida and uh people are not wearing their masks for the most i would say 10 9 out of the 10 people are not wearing their masks Mm-mm. and that. That 10% is very low. I literally saw saw maybe when we were in stores inside of places, I probably saw maybe less than five people with their mask on. There nope. was some, fa- yeah. I'm not So no it. one's wearing their mask. And we continue, like whenever we went inside places, we put our mask on. And whenever we were outside, of course, we didn't have it on, but no one was wearing their mask. I'm not with it. And this is exactly why I didn't want to go to Florida. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, <sighs> it is. It's insane. It's insane. Ridiculous. But thank the Lord. Won't he do it? Yes. I'm negative. (laughs) I would like to keep it that way. (laughs) So, yeah. So, we'll try to... We'll do something on the fourth dollar. We'll spend our weekend together. Oh, Lord. (laughs) On that note, (laughs) it's time to wrap this up. But if you like this episode of Black Hipster, 
make sure you subscribe. We are pretty much everywhere that you listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. And make sure to rate us. We love some sweet, sweet, sweet stars. Um, we also love emails. Mm-hmm. So shoot us an email at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And send us a love note. You can also slide into our DMs. We're on Instagram at Black Hipster Podcast. You can also catch me at the Shawnwa Evans. That's T H E E. Yeah, two E's. I'm a dork. Uh, where you at, homie? I'm at Standrick Wiggins. Mm, straight forward. I love it. I love yeah. to see it. <laughs> I'm about to go drink some water. What? I, I know. I want it to be wine so bad, but. I don't know. This COVID scare got me being like, I need to chill on the drinking. And our conversation last week, I think I'm going to go from drinking wine every day to drinking wine with just all the days of the week that end in why. Exactly. I think that's healthy. And I think that's where you need to be. Just, yeah. Look, don't stop your wine intake, girl. Just drink more water during the day. Yeah, yeah. 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 I drink a lot of water now, but yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll stop drinking all the days, and I'll just drink all the days that end in Y. Exactly. So we'll see how that works out. Okay, okay. Let me know. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.